the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Safe Space, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Today, coming up on the show, we have one listener who is still in love with their ex from 10 years ago, and another who wants to know why she hasn't met her boyfriend's friends yet. Without any further waiting, let's unpack both of those. Hello, you guys. Happy Thursday. Thank you so much for coming back and joining me today. These confessions and questions episodes are my favorite to record because they are usually juicy. They are short, sharp, and sweet. I love the tea. I love the drama. I also love that you guys can get stuff off your chest. And I also love that we've had so many submissions over the last couple of weeks. I think it helps, obviously, with the podcast being back. This week has been super busy for me. You guys would have seen on my socials that I've been at the Australian Open quite a bit. I'm very blessed. I love the Australian Open. And this year I got to work with both the Australian Open and Ralph Lauren, which pinch me. I still can't believe happened. And I'm super grateful. So that's been a lot of fun, but I'm definitely back into the full swing of it now. Everything is back to normal. My YouTube's back to normal. This podcast is back to normal. TikTok, branded campaigns, everything is back on track and I'm feeling so grateful and I'm happy that you guys are here joining me. So I hope that your week has been good. I hope that your weekend is going to be fun. I don't know what you guys have planned, but let me get you into the mood because we've got some fun confessions and questions in today's episode. Okay, this confession is titled, I'm still in love with my ex-lover from 10 years ago. I have been married for five years this July and with my partner for 10 plus years. We have been together since I was 17 and we are happily married with two beautiful daughters. I had a few boyfriends on and off during high school, but nothing serious. I did have one close friend who was a boy. We never actually dated, but we both instantly clicked and had instant feelings for each other. We spoke nearly every day on the phone He told me that I was his forever love and one day we would get married and have kids. I find this so interesting. Did everybody have that person when they were in high school or when they were younger that had that person that you kind of had that thing with or that agreement with that if you reached a certain age, you would end up together if you didn't find anybody else? I know this is not that, but that made me think of that. Anyway, back to the confession. The listener says, one year I moved away and even though we spoke most days, we stopped seeing each other because of the distance. In this time, I also started a relationship with my now husband. My ex-lover messaged me early on saying that it wasn't too late for us to get together and have a relationship, but I was very loyal with my current relationship and partner and decided to cut communications. Nine years go on and we sent a few messages back and forward for special occasions, but I kept the communication limited. What are the special occasions that makes it okay to message someone who has said to you in the past, oh, I'm going to marry you one day. You're the love of my life. I don't know. I think that's a bit dodgy. Anyway, last year, my husband and I were at a party and my ex-lover was there. And the minute we saw each other, it was like we had never been apart. We instantly clicked and spent most of the night talking and catching up. We ended the night with him saying that I was the love of his life and always will be. He hugged me and said goodbye. What the fuck? I knew this couldn't be goodbye as I was still in love with him too. Is it possible to be in love with two different people at the same time? 
And thank you to the listener for your confession. I'm a little shocked. I always wonder this, like, do people have, and not even like the people that they agree that they might end up with down the track, but do people have like those loves that like just never die? And is it really a love that never dies or is it something else? And I'll get to that in a second, but I'm not judging you for your confession. I think humans are very complex. I believe that emotions are very complex. You guys always know that I'll come on and say this. Emotions are rogue and we have many different thoughts and feelings and emotions every single day. It's important that we don't judge ourselves or each other for what we like what comes to mind. I know it's also easier sometimes for us to wish that they were black and white, but unfortunately life doesn't work that way. Some people listening may even be able to relate and may be able to say, oh my God, yes, I've been in love with two people at once. I know what that feels like. There is also the idea of being in love with two different people, which is referred to as polyamory, or you could potentially, like, I know this is not that as well, but there are relationships that exist that are polyamorous where you do have multiple partners and you do love multiple partners. So it's definitely not impossible to be in love with two people at once. You may be feeling like you are in love with two people at once. I don't want to discount that. I personally have not been in love with two people at once. I would love to know if any listeners are listening. If you are in a polyamorous relationship, feel free to come into the group and feel free to comment on the thread. Even if you are not in a polyamorous relationship, but you have been in a dynamic where you have also thought that you've been in love with two different people at once, come into the group and tell me your thoughts. Because there's also that saying that's like, oh, If you are in love with two people, and this doesn't apply to polyamorous relationships, but if you think you are in love with two people, you're not really in love with the first one because you wouldn't be in love with them. Like you wouldn't be in love with the second one then. So very curious to know what you guys think. I personally haven't been in love with two people. I've never experienced that. I also think in your situation, it does sound like you have been quite committed and does sound like you have been quite loyal to your husband and your current relationship, which I think is pretty special. And I think you've got the evidence there, your marriage and the fact that you've built this family together, I think is something incredible. You guys have been together for quite some time and been able to build that and been able to have that. And at the same time, you've obviously got these like lingering feelings for this ex, which you didn't even date as well. Keep that in mind. And so I am not trying to discount what you're feeling, but could it just be that you're having these feelings because he reminds you of the past, because it's a bit nostalgic, because you guys have history or because you think you have this like unique connection with him? Could it be that it's actually just giving like the one that got away? Maybe you also have rose-colored glasses on. I've spoken about this many times, but our brains have this really annoying thing that they do where it looks back on the past with rose-colored glasses and it only really remembers the good things, especially when it comes to like breakups or partners that you're not with anymore. You miss them, you crave them because your brain's just saying, oh, your brain's just telling you and reminding you, oh, like this was great. That was fun. Remember when they did this? And I'm like, is it really that? Is it really that? And so I know that you were just asking me, can you be in love with two people at once? Yeah. And I know you're not asking for advice, but I'm going to give it to you because I think that you do need to acknowledge and unpack your feelings. And I'm giving you a bit of tough love. You need to stop communicating with him. I also think it's interesting that he was at the party with your husband and with you. So is he still in your circle? How did that even happen? And 
I think out of respect for your husband and respect for your current marriage, you do need to stop communicating with him. And while you're not having communication with him, unpack your thoughts and figure out if it is something legitimate, if you are genuinely in love with this other man, or if it is just this fleeting feeling that is looking better than what it was. And even just looking at your current relationship and seeing, is your husband right now meeting your needs? Is your husband giving you what you want? Is your husband tending to you? Is your husband helping fill your cup? Is your husband doing things that make you feel love, that make you feel affection? How is your sex life? Like look at your current dynamic too, so that you can really assess, hmm, is this what it seems or is this just me not having my needs being met right now? At the same time, while you're doing this, please don't judge yourself. And I always say this, whenever we reflect or whenever we unpack our feelings, it's important. We're humans that we don't yeah, judge ourselves and think critically and just say nasty things to ourselves, especially I think in situations like this, you are human. You're allowed to process your thoughts. You're allowed to have thoughts. I just think the line blurs a little bit when you are communicating with this man and when you are crossing that line. It's a bit like that cheating, not cheating or that emotional cheating that we've discussed before. And so I think, yeah, take some time out to assess and see what happens. Play out both outcomes. Play out the outcome where you pursue the ex-lover. Play out the outcome where you stay with your husband and stay in your marriage and see what looks better, see what feels better. I'm also going to play devil's advocate. You potentially, and I'm not saying you're going to do this, but you might really think, oh, I should like go and give it a shot with this ex-lover. That's not really your ex-lover, but it's just someone that you have like unfinished business with. What if it doesn't then work out as well? Like, I don't know. And I also have a bone to pick with him because fuck him at the same time. The level of disrespect messaging you, also telling you to your face, it's slack that he turned around and said that like you're the love of his life and saying that to you at a party while your fucking husband is there. I just can't. I think the disrespect, the level of disrespect, like he needs to be for real. Shady, shady, shady behavior. I don't like. (laughs) Anyway. Good luck. Thank you for submitting this. I hope you can get some clarity and I hope you actually feel better getting it off your chest here. You might also think, Adele, I don't even want to pursue it. I just needed to get it off my chest and that's okay as well. This is exactly the space for you. And if you guys have your own secret or something that you want to confess or something that is weighing on your chest, this is the place for you. Go to the show notes for the link. Come also join the Facebook group because we have all the threads in there and yeah, we can chat about it more there. All right, our question of the week. As usual, I need to give you a disclaimer. This is not qualified advice. I'm not a qualified professional, in case you guys didn't know. Of course, we do love to get deep and personal here, and I love giving you my hot take, but if you do need professional help, please check the show notes. There are lots of links and resources for you in there. Our question of the week is titled, I haven't met his friends yet. Hey, Adele, I'm writing to you for some big sister advice about my boyfriend, Henry. And I love big sister advice, so thank you so much. My name is Sarah. I'm 27, female, and Henry is 28 and male. For background, we have been dating for the last six to seven months. In this time, there has been a couple of times when I've tried to address how I'm feeling about the dynamic and defining our relationship. I have tried to check in and ask where he stands, where he sees things going, And each time it has turned into a little bit of an argument or he will ignore me for a couple of hours or days until he gets over it and things go back to normal. 
Most recently, I asked him why he hasn't introduced me to his friends and family yet. He has met all of my friends and my parents. Am I in the wrong for thinking that at this point I should be further integrated into his life? It's been over six months and I feel like within this time frame, it should have happened by now. What would you do in my position? And Sarah, I feel like we have a lot to unpack here, okay? I know you actually titled the question, I haven't met his friends yet, and I know your question is actually about his friends, but alarm bells are ringing for me about the dynamic of the relationship because you called him your boyfriend at the start, but then you have said that you haven't been able to address what's going on between you guys or where you stand. And that is a little bit concerning to me. And I just think it's so important when you're in a relationship or when you're dating someone and getting to know them that you are able to communicate your feelings, that you're able to communicate your expectations. I love that you've also been trying to do that. You guys know I value communication. I always come on and say, fuck situationships, anti-situationships. We're saying no to them in 2024. We're still saying no to them, by the way. But yeah, you've tried to communicate with him. You've tried to ask for what you want. And then he hasn't kind of given you that. And I think it's concerning to me that the fact that your attempts to discuss the relationship dynamic then results in him ignoring you or it being an argument. That shouldn't be an argument, okay? That's a normal conversation to have. And you should actually be able to have that conversation. Open and honest communication is part of the foundation for like any good relationship. doesn't matter if it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship, even a relationship with a family member. Open and honest communication is the bare minimum or should be the bare minimum. Now, I know not everyone knows how to communicate, but it is important for you as someone who wants to date this person that you are able to have your say and that you are able to feel comfortable expressing your needs and your concerns. I do want to talk about the ignoring because it's concerning. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I did a bit of research. When someone ignores you, whether it is in like person, over text, ghosts you for a few days and then comes back, it's actually called stonewalling. So stonewalling is one of Dr. John Gottman's four horsemen, and it is one of the four destructive communication habits. I'm actually going to do a podcast episode on this because I want to unpack this a little bit more because I think communication is vital, but I think so many of us get it wrong. But if there is stonewalling present in a relationship and it is not fixed or it is not mediated or if it is not tended to, it can lead to the breakdown of the relationship. Now, stonewalling is not always a deliberate act and it's not even a stubborn act, even though it can feel like it. What happens is in the human's body, like in the person who stonewalls, often their heart rate can actually be impacted and they can become emotionally flooded where they get overwhelmed. So I'm not exactly saying that this is happening to Henry, but this is what happens when someone stonewalls you. So what happens is the body tries to protect itself from like perceived danger, even though there's no danger, and then almost shuts down. And so it can be really hard to be on the other end of stonewalling. I have been in a relationship where I experienced quite heavy levels of stonewalling and it was never fixed. And that was one of the reasons the relationship broke down in the end. But 
when I see that someone is experiencing it, I panic a little bit because I'm like, you're six months in. Generally, at the start, (laughs) while you're getting to know people, especially in like the first couple of months, people are on their best behavior. But if he's got these alarm bells kind of ringing now and you're not able to then communicate it or he's not able to own it, that does really worry me. And that worries me more than the fact you haven't met his friends yet. I know the meeting of his friends is what you wrote in about, but I think that's like a secondary issue. I think the primary issue is you two together and you being able to assert what you need and him being able to listen. And so what I want you to do is sit down. I want you to look at your needs firstly. I want you to write down get a piece of paper, get a journal, talk to your friend. You don't have to write it down if you don't want to. Talk to someone you trust and write down what you value in a relationship. Do you value communication? Do you value respect? Do you value being able to express yourself? Write down these things. I also want you to look at your compatibility and I want you to try and look at it very much objectively and see how aligned you two actually are. Is Henry giving you what you want right now? Or are you more focused on the potential of Henry? Because I'm going to be real with you. Your question is giving situationship to me. And I don't think he deserves for you to call him your boyfriend right now because he's not being very boyfriendy at all. And so I think you need to sit down, reflect on what it is that you want, reflect on what it is that you're getting, literally write down what it is that you want, what it is that you're getting, and then see the difference between them both. Look at your long-term compatibility and whether you guys are actually aligned. And then after this, have another conversation about defining the relationship because the friends, you're not going to meet the friends unless the relationship is defined. Because I'm going to say, if he's not willing to say, yes, this is actually a relationship, you're my girlfriend, I want the same thing, why would he then feel inclined to introduce you to his friends? I think then if you are able to have a conversation and you are able to get the outcome that you want and it does turn into this actually proper, fully functioning relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend dynamic, I think then in terms of meeting friends and family, you can try to express that as well. I don't ever want to come on here and give you like timeframes. I do have my own personal timeframes and I'm happy to share them. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. You don't have to follow this. But for me, my windows are... I want to try and get to know somebody from like, you know, that one to three month mark. After that three month mark, that's where I'm making a decision on whether I see this relationship being, uh, you know, thing. It's got legs. It can work. And then after that, there's probably like that three to six to nine month window where you start that integration. And I know if I was in your shoes right now, I would have wanted to meet the friends already. But I also wouldn't be expecting to meet the friends if we haven't even had a conversation about what the hell's going on with us. So I think you do need to have that conversation first. But yeah, I've always said this, when you are in a situationship, the reluctancy to build you into their life, the reluctancy to say, oh yes, this is my girlfriend. Here's Sarah, meet her. I'm so happy to be with her. The reluctancy to do that is what gives situationship because they like getting what they can from you and leaving it there. They don't want it any deeper. They don't want the relationship to get any deeper. They don't want you to become a part of their life. And I know it can be really hard to hear this. And I'm sorry if you are hurting while I'm explaining this, but I think you deserve a lot better. And I want you to see that you also deserve a lot better. So yeah, I think if Henry continues to avoid or ignore these conversations, 
that's a very clear sign that he's not at the same level of commitment as you are. And you know what? I know it's hard to hear that. And I know it's also hard to experience that, but it's also okay. It is okay to get to know somebody and them not be your person. And you realize that they're not your person and then you're able to move on. I think the sooner you can realize that, the better, because then you're essentially wasting less time. But It is so important, and I can't stress this enough, to be on the same page as the person you are dating, to be on the same page as your partner from the get-go. And this is what I talk about when it comes to having values that are aligned. And I think one lesson I learned, especially when I got back into dating late last year, was I wanted to change my approach to dating where I didn't necessarily go into it thinking, oh, I need to find a husband, I need to find a boyfriend. I knew what I wanted, but I really wanted to have fun with it and gather information. But at the same time, when I was going on dates with these men, I was able to articulate what I wanted. I was able to say, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship, not necessarily with you, but I'm looking for a relationship and I have no issue saying that. And then if any of these men said to me, oh, Adele, I want a relationship too, I knew, hey, we're on the same page. We maybe don't want that with each other because we don't fucking know each other right now, but at least I know he's not scared to say he wants a relationship. The fact that he hasn't even had that conversation with you scares me. So you need to see if you can have that conversation. If you can't or he's unwilling to have these conversations, I think you need to evaluate whether you invest any more time into Henry because it doesn't sound like he actually deserves a whole heap of your time. And I also just want to remind you or anyone else who's listening right now that you deserve to be in a relationship where you are valued, where you are loved, where you are respected, where you are heard, where you can have these conversations without it becoming an issue, without it becoming an argument, without being ignored. It is so important that you are able to feel secure and feel safe in your relationship. So Good luck, Sarah. I'm sending you so much love. I hope that you can get some clarity and I hope that you can feel better in this dynamic. I see some good things coming for you in 2024 and I hope that it's actually not with Henry because I think you deserve a whole lot fucking better, okay? Now, I'm going to wrap the show here. If you guys have any advice for Sarah, if you've been in the same position as Sarah, please come and give her some advice. But yes, I'm going to wrap the show here, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me again. I have loved being back in your ears this year so far. I've got some great episodes coming up, so make sure you keep up to date. As always, you know the drill. If you haven't, give us a rating on Spotify or on Apple. And I also want to shout out any of you who have tagged us on your story while you're listening, whether you are out for a run, whether you are in the gym, whether you're cleaning your house, whether you're on a long drive. I love seeing it. I will never get sick of it. So please keep doing doing that for me. And if you haven't, please join us on TikTok, join us on Instagram and join the Facebook group. All right, you guys, I will see you next time. Be safe. I'll see you on Sunday. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify podcast network.